salutations and folks welcome back to another fucking episode of travel and shit your new favorite travel podcast where i your host c carrie have experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life so welcome back if you've been here before and just welcome the fuck fresh off if you're new um that's what we do here so this week i am very pleased to announce an extra special guest um and this one is an extra like special one for i guess you could say like two reasons but also because it's kind of like first part of a two-part so I am embarking on yet another road trip next weekend. So after this episode, I'm hoping to have some new information that I can actively put into use and then report back and see how the fuck it worked out for me, right? So guest happens to be my little cousin. Oh, hi, baby. Welcome. 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 Thank you for being here. And who you is, what you do, like, you know, you're not just fine and my cousin and that's why I wanted you here, but like, you know, you useful and know some things. So please introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Trey. I currently work uh, in the hotel industry and uh, of a management. So definitely look forward to uh, giving you guys some insight on current, uh, current uh, hotel life and I guess how things have changed um, in the hotel industry and maybe why some things have changed uh, mm-hmm. for, those, uh, for those reasons. So how long have you been in hospitality and like what different positions have you had? So I started in hospitality 2013. So I guess that's what, eight years now. Okay. And um, I've done everything from being a guest service agent to being front office manager to uh, director of front office to sales manager um, and being in management that kind of encompasses a little uh, wearing all the hats from you know opening up housekeeping getting the housekeeping started for the day to wearing an engineering hat and you know fixing tvs and toilets and uh you know flipping breakers and fixing elevators and stuff so uh you know where being you know in the hospitality industry you don't really ever wear just one hat you know you kind of go where you know, the hotel needs at the time. Yes, you might be, you know, the captain of one department, but, you know, if all the housekeepers call out one day, then, well, you know, dress down and, you know, <laughs> be ready to clean some rooms. Right, figure it <laughs> out. Yeah, because the hotel doesn't stop. So, um, you know, you like I said, you get a lot of experience, you know, not only with what you're capable of, but, you know, what other people are are capable of as well. It's funny that you say this. So I'll start with, I have, first of all, I take customer service very, um, I won't say seriously, but I take it, I don't take it lightly, right? Every job that I've ever had has had some aspect of customer service. Right. And customer service, sadly, also happens to be where I learned that people ain't shit. Yeah. Um, I will never forget probably one of the worst customer service experiences I had was working in the um, fitting room and shorty came in wrong. Like she just came in wrong and strong, real nasty. And she had like three or four little kids with her, like small kids and like a huge stroller. And I miss fucking congeniality, right? 
good afternoon how you doing um you know I'm gonna open like in my mind I'm like all right so I see you have a stroller logic let me give you the handicap room so you can bring all them kids in there with you like you're not gonna just leave the kids outside and then why would you change with the door wide open right right so I already know what the hell I'm going to do to make sure that this uh moves slowly for her I mean you know moves smoothly for her bitch don't even acknowledge that I'm fucking there she don't look at me. She don't give me eye contact. She don't even gloss past me. She completely ignores me and just walks past me and into the fitting room. So I said, okay, bitch, do, do your thing. See how this works out. Because the doors are all locked. Uh-huh. You ain't going to get into nothing. So you're going to need me. Or you just decide you don't want to try anything on. So right. she goes all the way to the end. And there's like maybe one door or two doors that aren't closed because they're holding like there's um, fixtures from the floor. So it's right. just like, what are you gonna do so she realizes she's got nowhere to change her clothes i need to get in the room oh yeah i know you do what else would you be here for right yeah. so i'm like well if you would have you know just paused i'm gonna let you in the handicap room that's locked so here go in there anyway she goes in there she tries a little clothes on pet peeve don't leave your shit in the fitting room also <laughs> Put it back on a fucking hanger. Turn it right side. I don't want to put my hand into the fa- the pair of pants that you just had your ass in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. courtesy. You know what I mean? Fucking right. courtesy. People are so fucking gross. This bitch, and a bitch she was. I don't even feel bad about that shit. This bitch left a dirty diaper in my fitting room. I know who was not touching that. <gasps> proceeded to follow the end of course all her clothes all over the floor t-shirts inside out pants inside like you know skirts inside out sure enough went back on that floor you left stuff in the room you can come back and pill come get your shit so she came back in there took a diaper out and was like do you have a trash can yeah in the fucking bathroom where they belong you're not leaving a dirty diaper in my trash can in here take it to the take it to the bathroom Take it to the fucking bathroom. She ain't never going to see this. But I want her to know that I'm still pissed off about that. And it's probably a solid 20 years, if not. It's probably longer than 20 years at this point. And I still hold that animosity in my heart towards her. But anyway, so customer service. I know how to provide good customer service. So I expect that um, if I am to have a good customer experience that I'm going to be, you know, extended that courtesy as well for someone to just be polite, someone to acknowledge that I am here and acknowledge that I am spending money with, you know, an industry. That being Mm -hmm. said, what have your experiences been in terms of, um, because customer ain't always, they're not always right. However, I know that a lot of different industries kind of put that belief forward they expect their employees to you know um go into it with that before we get into the what should we know what have you learned you know learned in the process and all that jazz i want to know who who is your anim- who's on your heart who do you still care like what is one of those experiences when niggas not had you fucked up like where i want to know give me the tea like who I want to know of a really like shit experience and then like a really good experience that saved your faith in humanity. Okay, so <laughs> funny true story. I had just started at a brand new hotel. I was an intern and I just happened I was doing a 3 week rotation, so I was starting at the desk and I got there around 7 a.m. 
and relieve the night auditor, but the person that was supposed to be training me was late. And I had been there about a week or so. So I kind of knew what I was, you know, doing, but you know, I still was, you know, yeah, an intern. And so maybe about 30 minutes goes by and, you know, morning and we're the newest hotel in our area. And, but what we know is that there is a, another sister property in downtown and people had started getting us mixed up with our sister property in downtown uh, because at the time they were the only one in the area. So, <laughs> so I look up and this lady, I swear, dressed head to toe, straight Medea. Like mm -hmm. I'm talking hair bonnet, muumuu, flip flops, like, you know, curlers in her bonnet, like just straight Medea walked in here. And, you know, you greet her, you know, good morning, you know, how can I help you? And she said, well, I'm here to check in. And I was just like, okay, well, what's your last name? And so she get, let's just say Johnson. Let's just say her last name was Johnson. I said, well, Ms. Johnson, unfortunately I can't find your reservation. You know, do you have a confirmation number? Mm -hmm. From the back, she just starts screaming at me. No, I called this hotel and I told them I was coming here early and they said that they were gonna have my room ready for me. I said, okay, well, Ms. Johnson, you know, I'm so sorry, but you know, you know, to be fair, I've been here since seven o'clock. No one's called the hotel. Are you sure you're at the right location? You booked at the right location because you know, people get us mixed up with the hotel in downtown because mm -hmm. we're brand new. And, and I was, she's like, no, I called this hotel and that, and this, and that. I was like, okay, well, do you have your confirmation email? <laughs> and like, okay, maybe this will help me get her confirmation number. I can look her up in the system. Maybe it was maybe right. the wrong day, et cetera, et cetera. And so, so she actually had it printed out. <laughs> okay, nice. And so she shoves it in my face and I'm just like, and I, I, I take it from her. And I immediately, I immediately. You knew what it was. I knew exactly what, what, what the issue was. And I was ready. Okay. <laughs> I was so ready. And because she starts just going off. Because what people don't realize is that the breakfast area is right next to the desk. So people okay. were eating breakfast, looking at this lady, tear me a new one. Mm -hmm. And so she goes, I called this phone number right here. And I was just like, okay, well, ma'am, that's not our phone number. And she goes, well, I put this address in. I said, well, ma'am, that's not our address. <laughs> and so she goes, so she goes, oh, so now you're calling me a liar. I said, no, ma'am, no, I'm not. I'm just letting you know that that's not our phone number address. So then she goes, I'm going to call it. And I said, okay. Please. Okay. I said, okay. All right. Let, let's do this. Do you want to do this? Let's do this. Go ahead. Save that, that, that is your that is your prerogative. So she so this time at this point, her husband has come in trying to figure out what's taking so long. And so <laughs> I'm trying to explain to the husband now that you know I don't this is not yeah, is you're in the wrong place. And <laughs> so she puts it on speakerphone. The guy answers the phone and he goes, Thank you for calling. Da -da -da -da. You know, this is, you know, let's just say his name is Zach. Zach, how can I help you? And she goes, well, I'm standing in the lobby and your agent keeps to check me. And he's like, I called and told him I was coming in early. On speakerphone, everybody, at this point, it's like moving a show to people eating, eating breakfast. Man, there's no one standing in my lobby. 
<laughs> Thank you, Zach, for um, reiterating my point. But I said, oh God, okay. I said, good. So I said, ma'am, remember when I asked you <laughs> if you were at the right property? And she said, yeah. And I pointed right to the bottom of the page. I was just like, this is the hotel that you booked at. This not us. Right. And I handed her a business card to show that she was at the wrong hotel. She didn't even say sorry. She rolled her eyes and stormed out. And I was just like, <laughs> you're bad. I mean, <laughs> you big mad. I mean, there's like, at this point, people are still eating breakfast. I got a lot of people waiting to check out. Like, <laughs> And you and was the whole fresh. Just not even not even an hour into my shift. But no, I mean you. Every now and then you have those guests that you know mm-hmm. think that you know they're always right. And you know if I'm training somebody, you know you always tell them you know if you get enough information to where you know that you've done nothing wrong, and that the hotels did nothing wrong, and this guest is just going full throttle. You know, there's no reason to, you know, for you and, and your guests to get bent out of sorts out of each other. Because one thing that my manager always taught me, I will never forget this, is that just because you don't think anyone's watching does not mean that no one's watching. Somebody's always watching. And I was just like, the last thing that we need is for you to be on camera losing your mind mm-hmm. on a guest. Right. When the guest is 100% wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you just have you know, those guests and, you know, you, you're going to have them, your entitled guests, you're going to have your, and you're going to have your simple guests. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I had, I will never forget the day that I, it was extremely hot outside. It, it was maybe 98 degrees plus humidity. humidity where, where, let people know where you live. I know where you live, but like. I'm in Charlotte. Okay. I'm in Carolina. And so I, all your experience is for the most part down South. It's in North Carolina in general. Okay. Yes, it's down South. And I had a cup of water inside. We had this infused water station. Okay. And so Thanks. I was drinking some of the water, but it had gotten warm and I didn't want it anymore. So I was just like, you know, instead of me throwing water into this trash bin, you know, I'm going to throw it outside. And so me not paying attention, I walk out, I throw it. And then I, something made me stop. And I just turned a little bit to my left, to my right. And I see a pair of shoes. I'm just like, oh my God. And I look up and there is this guest covered in the water that I just threw. (laughs) And I was just like- You fucked that one up, cuz. I'm going to get fired. This guest is going to eat me for lunch. I was, I just. That's like movie shit. You don't think that stuff like that happens to regular people and regular people. (laughs) And I, I, if there was, if I could have just drilled my way to China that day, I would have done it. So what happened? And so I looked at the at me. I just start apologizing. I was just like, I don't know what you're paying for your room, how long you're gonna be with us. I just just know you're not gonna pay for anything. <laughs> I just I go into stores and cover your mouth. And so luckily, this guest just starts laughing and he goes, I don't think you understand how hot as hell I was. Okay, so, <laughs> so silver lining. Like, 
he's like, I, you know, you are totally fine. You know, I, you know, <laughs> thanks for the cool off. He goes, I now have a story that, you know, I could take home, but you know, you were very apologetic and, you know, and things like that. And, you know, luckily he gave us a good review and, and everything like that. And <laughs> oh God. So I was just like, okay, so not everybody is, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what I, has been your favorite station or favorite position working in hospitality? Like what have you enjoyed the most and why? So I would definitely say being at the desk, being at the front desk, um, just because, you know, you get to really interact, mm-hmm. you know, with people, you know, working and, you know, housekeeping and or sometimes in sales, yeah, you get to interact with people in sales, but it's not, you know, on the same level that you do with, you know, uh, with just greeting the guests, getting them checked in, figuring out why they're here, mm-hmm. um, you know, being able to make them smile if they're there for, you know, an anniversary, you know, send a, an amenity or a birthday, you know, give them an upgrade, you know, if my favorite one is when, you know, they're bringing like, you know, the kids down they're going to care wins for the birthday or something like that and you're just like you know what just for your birthday you know you get you know this this and this, and this. or you get to pick something out from the the treat shop or Aww. and you know you know you get the those little touch points you know to make someone smile and because you might not get to do that every day yeah every now and then you know you get to really really uh touch someone's heart and in a way that, you know, you might not have even thought, uh, thought possible. Mm-hmm. Is that something that people do regularly? I know I just discovered in, I've said it before, but Facebook groups have been such a resource for just like little tidbits of information or whatever. I don't remember which group it was, but a woman was saying that, I don't know if you've ever seen like where they do, like they start a thread, if you will. What do you call it? Oh, I'm trying to think of what it was called. Oh, front desk staff. When the front desk, like every once in a while, like the girls will make like a special request. Like one was like a joke. Like I would want like a photo of a woman on a unicorn and I want it to be like, you know, just like leave like a funny saying like they make like really cutesy requests of the front desk staff and I've considered like dang I've never done that like I've kind of like wanted to be like oh I'm traveling with my boyfriend and this is like an anniversary trip so could you you know leave like flowers in the room and in my mind there's like I know that there are some establishments that offer that like as a menu on like their website things that you can add to the room like champagne or you know certain kind of like room service things but is that like a standard practice um and then of course the thread went on to say like all the really cute things like one person was like you know my husband hates John Stamos can you print out like a couple of different pictures of John Stamos and leave it around the hotel room or something like that and so they were saying and then a lot of the front desk a lot of women that were you know front desk staff said like we fucking love those kinds of requests as long as you're not going like doing the most and like asking for, you know, stuff that we're not able to do or things that are really expensive. If it's something cute and it's something that we can kind of pull together on our own and, you know, we enjoy doing stuff like that. What kind of things do um, hotels like offer that the common, like a regular person may not know? 
So a lot of hotels, it really depends on actually where you're going. Like, you know, for example, a limited service hotel is not gonna be able to offer the same thing that a full service hotel will. They'll try, absolutely, they will try. And, um, but a lot of stuff, I would say, you know, take that into consideration. If you're going to a Fairfield, you know, don't expect, you know, them to be able to offer a, you know, lit uh, candlelight pathway into your room with, you know, rose petals and, you know, the, this and the third uh, versus, you know, a full service, you know, Hyatt that, you know, might have those, you know, ready to go off the, on the drop of a hat. So like, for example, like a fearful might be able to leave like a cute amenity basket inside your room for your anniversary. It might contain like maybe one of those small uh, wines and, you yeah. know, maybe like, you know, some uh, like some Hershey chocolate bars, things like that, you know, or, um, you know, some ice cream, whatever in the refrigerator. Um, so they might be able to do something more along those lines. So I just say, just keep it in mind to where you're going. Mm -hmm. um, that would be the, that would be the best piece of advice. Now, uh, like I said, if you're looking for something romantic, I would say even don't, if you really, really want it, I would say do a full service and pay for it. Like that would be the, that would be the best thing to, to lock it in, you know, because when you, put a request in there, or if you put it in the comments, you know, it doesn't always necessarily mean that A, someone's going to see it, or B, it's going to uh, be done. So like, for example, let's just say that you want, I don't know. Um, okay, I have a request. So I will, I'm, so, oh, also, so I'm staying at my first five-star hotel. Ooh. A bitch is excited. Okay. Yeah. Next week we're going to um Hartford to see my little cousin perform. So <laughs> I felt like, all right, well, let's just make a trip of it. I've never been out of the car in Connecticut. Like I'm certain I've driven through Connecticut, probably stopped at like, you know, like rest station and done like Roy Rogers kind of thing. But yeah. I've never gone to Connecticut to do anything that I can remember ever in my life. So I'm really excited to go. And we're staying at a five-star hotel. I'll leave it a surprise. Um, well, I'll tell you after, but I'll tell you out next week. Um, but I'm staying at um, Five Star. Really fucking excited. Also, bitch got a suite. So, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was feeling luxury. Uh, also, cheat code. It's a lot easier to kind of have these kinds of experiences when you do it in a market that isn't going to cost as much. So staying in a suite in New York City is at a five star hotel in New York City is not economically feasible for me. <laughs> I ain't got it. Staying in a 200 square foot basic ass room in New York City can still be a stretch. I know because I looked and basic rooms were what I'm paying for a suite in this five star hotel. And that was not at a five star hotel in New York. So my point is. You can have a luxury experience for maybe a basic cost in a different market, depending on where the fuck you're staying. So okay. I'm really excited about the hotel. And one request that I would make would be for fresh flowers. Like I really want some fresh flowers in the room. I don't know if that is a reasonable or an unreasonable request. I know that I'm willing to tip pretty well for that. But in my mind, I don't even know what like a fair 
ask would be like, I feel like a, you're a hotel, you're going to have flowers and arrangements someplace in there. Even if you move it from a conference room and put it in my room until I leave, I don't give a fuck. They're going to be there when I leave them staying one night. I feel like that should, in my mind, I feel like maybe it's reasonable request, but then also I feel like y'all got so much stuff going on. Like I don't ever want to feel like a burden more than ever. What is reasonable in your experience of a request that you're going to ask. And, and then also like when you say know where you're staying, can you give a rundown of the different types of properties? Like not like different brands or stuff, but what is that base of um, hotel what, stars? What is the star system? And then I guess start there. What's the star system? And then knowing like what is a fair expectation of a property that you're going and how to know that it's going to be a fair expectation. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so your star properties are earned. So it's, you know, it's also based on the amenities that you offer. So your Waldorf Astorias, your Ritz Carlton's, um, you know, they're going to be your, you know, your five star, your, uh, you know, you can be uh, a Conrad and be a five star, you could be uh, LXR can, is a new brand that could be a five star. Um, it really all depends on the amenities that this hotel, you know, can offer, you know, valet, bell, 24-hour room service, um, yeah, personal know, favorite one. down to even shoe shine and in-house laundry, um, turndown service, you know. What's turndown service? So turndown service is normally a service done in the afternoon to where they can come around with, you know, a little cart, it's got some snacks on it. Um, and they can also go into your room and, you know, pull the bed back and crease it. Sometimes they do leave like little mints and stuff on the pillow that might take that time to do a refresh of the room. Um, maybe if they, if their lights do dim, they'll dim the lights for you. Um, so if they offer- so Not housekeeping, but like it's separate from housekeeping. Housekeeping. Now, housekeeping will, is in normally the department that does it. Okay. But it's not a full clean of your room. It's just something just to, so you can turn down for the day. It's something to kind of let you relax. Like if I can give an example, um, the Foundry um, in Asheville is a curio collection by Hilton and it's absolutely phenomenal. Their turn down service was, they came by with, uh, I guess, uh, these little dry bread, I forget the name of the- Like a scone or a biscuit or something like or- Biscuit, and then they had thermoses of, of tea mm -hmm. to go with them. And so that was their version of a turndown service. It's like, hey, you're turning in for the night, here's some chamomile tea and uh, a biscuit to help you, you know, okay. So it, uh, it all varies. Um, I would say as far as service requests go, Nothing, flowers is not outrageous. Expecting fresh flowers every single day of your stay might be a little bit of a stretch. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, look at the market that you're going to. I would say, look at the pictures that you see online. If you do not see fresh flowers in the pictures, I probably would say don't ask for them. Um, another way to even ask is to simply call the hotel but don't say you're going to ask for fresh flowers every day but say hey do you guys have fresh flowers around your hotel you know i want to go somewhere to relax and you know i really really love you know 
fresh flowers. And if they say, yeah, you know, we've got them, you know, in the lobby or in, uh, in the breakfast area or in the restaurant at the bar, you say, okay, cool. And so then when you do put your request in, you can be like, hey, you know, I would love some of the fresh flowers from the bar in my room. That is a simple request that the hotel can offer and just like, okay, we'll take a vase from here, throw it in her room. And then if you would like housekeeping every day, they can just take a look, oh, the flower's still good. Okay, cool, the flowers are still good. They don't need to change out or no. Something happened, they died overnight. We need to, you know, you know, right. flowers. Um, and so I would say, you know, does a service vary from property to property? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There was gonna be um, some properties where certain managements can, you know, say, yeah, you know, let's make this happen. We can spend the cash on this, 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 and this. And then there are other, you know, hotel companies that might be a little more strapped for cash. And you're just like, right. okay, well, we might not be able to do this. I mean, I mean, we've had requests come through that, you know, say, you know, I want a million dollars in my room and we print out a piece of paper that says one million dollars and put it on the bed. And like, <laughs> and then, you know, you've had other requests that, you know, are just like, hey, you know, like something my supervisor did and it was great. Um, he arranged with the fiance because it was their, they were getting married, but it was their three year anniversary, I think. And they um, sent every, he sent everything forward and they, he decorated the room. There were heart, there was a heart flower petal arrangement on the bed. There were balloons in the room, you know, things like that. Yeah, we can still, you know, do that. Um, But we also tell people too, you know, also, you know, take it with a grain of salt, you know, you say, you know, fresh flowers in your room. If they put a nice single rose, yeah in your room you know don't go storming down to the front desk and say, i want a whole flower arrangement this yeah 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 now who would you tip do you tip in the room do you tip the front desk like who the front to be honest the front desk might not even know who did it they might be able to know the department that did it but i would not leave that tip in the room because the person that's cleaning your room might think it's a tip for them right. the best thing to do would be to leave it in an envelope at the front desk and instruct the front desk to get it to the person that set up the arrangement for you mm-hmm. or who set up your amenity for you. Okay. Um, and then, cause most of the time the front desk will be able to contact the department that's in charge of it and be like, Hey, you know, whoever did this, this is, please give Also, where would you make that request other than calling the hotel? And then also like, for example, I booked my hotel through Expedia. Okay. So I, in fairness to the property that I'm staying at, like I, I'm pretty certain that their bookings from Expedia, from Priceline, from you know just their direct website, it's possible that they don't all funnel into the same area. Or I, like I don't know how that's handled, and I'm sure I'm sure that it could be different for different places. But how would you suggest somebody figure out how to make a request like that? So I would say you can make it through Expedia. Expedia is a third party company. So even if you were to type it into the comments, the they try to overload the hotel with information and might get missed. My best thing, if you're going to need a request through a third party would be to call the hotel directly mm-hmm. and see if they can find your reservation and add the note themselves. Okay. Versus making it through, uh, 
Expedia, you know, a lot of stuff. We tell people all the time, you know, it, is it better to book directly through the hotel? Absolutely. Um, booking through the hotel gives the hotel a little bit more leeway and a little more control over your reservation. Um, because like, for example, if you need to cancel your reservation, we would tell you, unfortunately, you would need to call Expedia. Mm-hmm. Right, cancel. of course. Book it through Expedia, Expedia booked it on your behalf. Um, that also leaves Expedia up to not putting in the room type that you booked. Um, we tell guests all the time, you know, unfortunately there is a lag to where Expedia's inventory of our hotel syncs with the actual inventory of the hotel. So there's been times to where um, we've been sold out and Expedia hasn't updated its system yet, but that's showing that we're sold out and guests show up at the hotel with the confirmation from Expedia, but we don't have the reservation because we don't have more rooms. Hmm. And so and we tell them, listen, unfortunately, you're gonna have to contact Expedia, Priceline, or whoever you did it through. Um, so like I said, if you're going to do to make requests like that, I would call, definitely call the hotel directly. Mm-hmm. Definitely have them locate your reservation um, and add the note themselves. Okay. And get the person's name and at least try to make that person your point of contact. Just if you're going to follow up with it, you know, just, hey, hey, you know, let's just say Brandon is Brandon there or um, is Zach there? Can I talk to Zach? Um, I'm just following up on a request that he was working on for me and he knows exactly kind of what I'm talking about. Um, now also don't be that person that calls every three hours looking for Zach, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, that would also be the best way to know, you know, what they can do. The hotel will also be able to send you an amenity form. You know, if you are looking for something, you know, complimentary, it would be better to, know that the hotel offers it okay so you know for example i've been at hotels that do offer a romance package that you know do offer you know bed and breakfast packages and you know there's even one that had a football package to where it came with like three beers and you know uh burgers and you know things like that in your room so you know it i would say is that that often listed on like their website it can be. Okay. It can be the food and beverage under the food and beverage tab if it's if it's an option. Um, a lot of hotels actually have pulled them just because they like to be able to amend them. And sometimes if they amend them, it doesn't always make it up to the website. So my what I always tell my friends and family, if you're going to request um, for some special accommodations, like if you want champagne in your room, um, you know, call the hotel see if um what kind even that they have yeah um and but like i said like if you're going to um uh, a fairfield or a hampton inn you know they'll do their best to try to get you the champagne in your room and you know the rose petals and the candles and you know things right, like that and right. they, do it, they will absolutely but if you get there and you know it's not done then you know you also have to take it like i said with a grain of salt it's like okay, it's, they might not have been able to get to it. It's got it. Um, so okay, so when you mentioned stars, so we know that it goes by amenities. What is the story with stars that like lower star properties? How do we? How would you suggest somebody kind of suss out whether or not 
the star is going to be based on what I, you know, of course, price matters, stay in your budget. Like if you can only afford $150 a night and that happens to be a two-star hotel in the location you're in, or it could also be a five-star hotel that, you know, in the destination. But in terms of stars, what are we really looking for if it comes down to making your decision? So to be honest, I don't look at stars when I book a reservation. I tend to look at the property itself and, you know, if it's upkept, like for example, you know, I'm personally not a Motel 6 fan. However, if you ever follow Motel 6, they've completely rebranded their um, and refreshed their brand new hotels. So if you ever search for a brand new Motel 6, you're walking there and you're just like, I cannot believe this is a Motel 6. And because it, it completely demolishes, you know, what your thought process is of a Motel 6. Um, you know, you've got your, so I would say even with your lower end hotels, you know, they're not, they're not all bad. You know, if it was within your budget and you can, you know, if you don't need much, like mm-hmm. if you're just looking for a nice place to crash and rest your head for the night, you know, like I said, do your research, you know, you know, you know, the definite, you know, places that you're just like, mm, I don't care how cheap that room is. I'm not, I'm not sleeping there. I, I will sleep in my car before I step foot in that room. And you know, those places that are just like, I will sleep in my car because I cannot afford this room. So, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's where it is. And, and, you know, to be honest, like, you know, like I said, you're, you even have, um, even star doesn't even designate price. Like for example, you're out in the middle of nowhere hotels are like, for example, let's just take a town place suites in the middle of a town that no one ever knows about, but just happens to be on the side of the highway. So it's a good location. You know, their room is, could be $99 a night. Let's just say that. But you go to, you know, like you said, you go to to downtown Denver, Mm -hmm. same product, but totally different location. You know, this town place might have valet because there's no parking in downtown. You know, they, they might charge for parking because there's no parking in downtown. So, but is it going to up their star? Probably not, but because of the brand itself. So, you know, it's definitely different in, you know, kind of what you're comfortable with. Like, you know, you know, your nicer renovated hotels are probably going to cost more than your non-renovated hotels. So a lot of people will call and be like, well, how old is your property? You know, when was the last time it had a renovation? And, you know, just because, you know, certain people just feel more comfortable in an updated, more environment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like I said, you know, we don't knock them for it. You know, it is what it is. You know, I've been in hotels that haven't been, uh, worked in hotels that haven't been updated for 10, 15 years. And, um, but like I said, but the flip side of that coin is, you know, people leave bad reviews when they stay in non-renovated hotels. Okay. Like, oh, this hotel needs to be renovated. This is, uh, t- 1980s furniture and this and the third and so you know ownership sees all those reviews mm-hmm. and then they renovate because they're getting bad reviews but then people get mad they're under renovation <laughs> Got it. and you still get bad reviews and so it's like it's like a lose-lose situation um 
a lose-lose situation there. I would say the one minute that I will never ever book in my life or ever use in my life is the hotel room that has a jetted tub in it. I will never ever use it. I, I no, I will never book it. I will never use it. I was like, you, you all can get in it. I'm not getting in it. Yeah. And, you know, so, and it's not knocking housekeeping mm-hmm. for not cleaning it, you know, property. But my thought process is you have to, people that do have judge have people come out and service them. Mm. And, you know, you know, get in those grooves and things like that. And, you know, I don't, I just don't trust that they did it. Could they have done it? Absolutely. Right. Could they have taken the time to do it? Absolutely. I don't know that they've done it. Yeah. But because I didn't do it. Um, the hotel I'm at now actually has no tubs in it. We have only stand-up showers in all of our guest rooms. And a lot of hotels are moving towards that. Um, a hotel I used to work at only has stand-up showers and it's king rooms and tubs in the double queens. Yeah, that makes sense because then I was going to say, well, what about with families? You know, it's really hard to bathe a three-year-old in a stand-up shower. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, is for a hotel that does have that, is that something, I would assume that that's something you could ask for. Like, what do you, how do you accommodate children that are staying? You know what I mean? Like families that come, like what do people ask for to help? So, you know, and to be honest, like, uh, you know, we've been shocked. We haven't gotten really any kickback from it. Um, because our showers come with not only the rainfall shower head, but it comes with a shower wand. Mm-hmm. I don't so, trust showers that don't have a shower wand. Cause I'm like, how you clean over there? Oh yeah. No. Cause they, they have our housekeepers has the special. Oh, there's thing. a special thing. Yeah. There's like special products and stuff that you do. Yeah. It's, it's severe. <laughs> and especially with COVID again. Because <laughs> that's my next question, but keep going. But no, um, the shower is so big and with the rainfall shower head that we're assuming that just no one's had any issues, you know. And I low-key, sorry to interrupt you again. I low-key hate rainfall shower heads only because I feel like they are absolutely only marketed for white folks like when i had hair fuck the the shower fuck that shit i don't want my hair wet you know what i mean so that's a really frustrating thing i feel like it's a cultural insensitivity for a lot of places that that is like the only option because not everybody gets their hair wet you know what i mean so I know when I had hair, I used to hate being places that had those because now I'm pulling some matrix shit and straining my neck so that I, you know what I mean? So I feel like I could, I can't enjoy my shower the way I want to enjoy my shower. Now that I don't have hair, it's not a problem for me, but it just sucks for people that that is a problem for, you know what I mean? Like that's always my personal pet peeve, but I also have always wondered how the fuck do they clean the wall over here? when the shower is fixed in this location, like how you get so, the water over here. So our, our housekeepers have wand extensions mm-hmm. to do the wall. But how do you get it wet if the shower head doesn't reach the other scent? Cause I've been in uh, properties where for example, like the shower is maybe like five feet long, right? 
um, but the shower head is fixed on the wall. So regardless mm-hmm. of how, like you, if it's like on the wall like this, regardless right. of how you stretch it like this, it's not going to hit the wall behind it. So how are you getting water on that wall to clean the shower? I've always been like real weary of that. Gotcha. So think of it like, like the cleaning products that we have don't need water. <clears throat> okay. And so think of it like, you know how you have like the scrubbing bubbles to where, you know, they spray it, it turns white and you just wipe it away and it's done. It's, it's not that, but it's in the similar sense, you don't need water to, to, okay. or to be clean, disinfected and, and things like that. It's still very powerful stuff. And, you know, a very, <laughs> trust me, you'll know that someone's been in there just because you'll smell it. So, <laughs> um, but it's, um, but you know, they don't need um, water to for that disinfectant and for that cleaning product to to activate and to okay. work. Okay. Um, no, they with those rainfall shower has like a lot of like you'll probably notice when you stay at your five star, we'll have a little container, and probably on the vanity area, and it'll and when you open the container, it'll have a little more amenities inside. It'll have cotton balls, Q-tips, makeup remover. Mm-hmm. Um, ours includes a shower cap for, you know, mm-hmm. for those. and um, so you'll, you should see that somewhere placed in your room, depending on where you're right. staying. I, I always keep that. the, um, the minis. I especially love the lotions because I'm not going to use your shampoo and conditioner. I mean, I'll, sometimes I take them like if I, if they smell good, but Otherwise, it's just like, even when I wash my hair, like, I'm not going to put that in my hair. I don't know what's in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would have to look it up to see what's in it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying not to just be wasteful and just, like, hoard stuff that I know I'm likely not going to use, especially since I'm not, like, going as many places. It's kind of like, when am I going to use this again? This shit's probably going to expire before I look at it one more time. But, um, yeah, the last place we stayed at in Philly, I think they had, like, Jonathan Adler products. When I tell you that lotion smells so good, it smells so good. And it's the perfect little size. So I keep it in my little bag. So it's like, <laughs> I keep my hands moisturized. I like it. But how does, what, what are the hotel, what are the housekeeping secrets? What, what gets clean? What doesn't get clean? What gets wiped down? Like, do the duvets get cut? I swear nobody cleans duvets. That's why I will never put a bare ass on anybody's hotel bed because I don't think those get clean. Like, I feel like that's a, a weekly thing or a once a month where you just change them out. I don't know how it works. Please let me know. So the all the hotels that I've worked at that have had duvets do take them and wash them after the checkout, but only after your checkout. They do not switch them during your stay or service. Fair. Um, some hotels that I know people do work at, they change the duvet covers. Okay. And not the duvets themselves because the du- depending on the brand of duvet, it could ruin the duvet itself if you wash it every single time someone checks out. Of course, a down duvet, you're not going to, a down comforter, you're not going to wash. Right. The so- best comforters were where were we we were in vermont i think we stayed i don't know i want to say it was a marriott it may have been a marriott i don't really remember because i think we were only there like one night yeah we were only there one night but 
I loved those comforters. Like I love a good goose down comforter, like the one or two. So it's just like, it lets air in, but like, you're not extra fucking love them. All that high end shit. But I know you're not washing it. Right. And, and so that's why like a lot of them are be, will have full duvet covers on them. So, and so sometimes they, do they wash the insert every time? It really depends on the hotel that you're at. Most, basically, let me start. Actually, let me think. Hotels I worked at, wash the duvets after you checked out. Okay. So, but that's between every guest. Yes, but between every guest. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so we wash the duvets after every checkout. Nothing in the room didn't get washed. Like if your body touched it, it probably got washed. Mm-hmm. And that's just more of a sanitation thing. I know a lot of, um, with the new products coming out as hotels are being built and you know products are becoming more durable. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you know a lot of it is being able to be washed more often. Um, a lot of stuff can also only be bought in bulk. <laughs> so. Like for example, you just if you ruin a duvet, if you if let's just say you have a three-year-old, your three-year-old pisses on the bed. Mm-hmm. You no, know, they're going to obviously wash the duvet, but let's just say all of a sudden the duvet gets a hole in it. Okay. They obviously cannot use the duvet anymore. Mm-hmm. But they can't order just one more duvet. They might have to order like 50 duvets. But they don't need 50 duvets, just one. <laughs> so, you know. A lot of hotels might wait until they actually need got it. need for the duvet in order to order it. Um, but then again, that's also up to management company. You know, if your management company can afford to buy 50 duvets because you ruined one, then they'll order 50 duvets because you ruined one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you won't, unfortunately, that's something that the guests will never know. Mm-hmm. The guests, but just know that they are being cleaned. I stayed at one hotel to where they had a whole disinfecting process for the duvets. So then they wouldn't have to wash them. It was blue lights and, you know, the whole nine yards of disinfecting before they put them back in the rooms because they just couldn't afford to keep washing them and, you know, getting holes and, you know, things like that. So it just wasn't the only time that hotel will probably ever really get rid of a duvet if there's a stain on it or something, they're not going to put that back on the bed. See, I mean, something like that, I'm fine with, you know what I mean? Like I would, ex- I would even like, for example, like, uh, what, what, what are they? Uh, what I just say the down comforters, right? I don't know if you can steam them. I feel like you should be able to steam them. Give it a good steam. You know what I mean? Give it a steam with some kind of disinfectant. I don't fucking know. Lysol, do a Lysol steam. I feel like there's gotta be a way that has been developed for that shit to be clean. But what about like surfaces, like the, the, remote controls, light switches. You know what I mean? Like in my mind, though, like the high touch points, I would think obviously someone is going to clean, but mm-hmm. what is like the standard procedure for like housekeeping to like, what am I, what's going above and beyond? And then what's like, don't expect that to be clean. Cause like, you're not shampooing the chairs every time. That's another reason why I don't like walking barefoot. You're not sh- shampooing the carpets. You know what I mean? Like that's not getting clean. You're not 
shampooing the seats. So I'm not sitting again. I don't understand people that sit bare ass on, on like services that aren't in your house kind of thing, but. So I, I would say like, for example, the hotel I'm at now. Yes. Like for example, we, is there carpet in the room? Yes. But we have more of a rug. Okay. Um, so like a newer hotels might be taking up the carpet. I was recently at an uptown property that completely renovated um, and they actually took up all the carpet. There's no carpet in the hallways. There's no carpet in the guest rooms anymore. It's all hardwood floor. Um, because like you said, it's hard to keep clean. It's hard to clean. Um, if you get a pipe burst, you know, that, you know, it's just, it's very hard to keep dry, to yeah. mildew. So I would say, yeah, do they vacuum the floors? Absolutely. Do they mop the floors? Absolutely. Um, but as far as like, if you're someone with carpet, I mean, and you can even look at the carpet and you can tell, okay, this, this has been here. Yeah. Yeah. For a couple old as I am. And though, and do they clean them? Sure. Do they clean them after every stay? No. Like sometimes it's every six months. Sometimes it's um, once a year and it's a you know massive deep clean. Most hotels, when they do do it, will let you know at check-in, hey, listen, your floor is going to be wet because we just had them done. Because what people will do is that the, the first thing that people do when they get in the guest room is take off their shoes. Okay. It's, it's inevitable. People take off yeah. their shoes. And then they go to the window, pull them open. Um, and so I would say, yeah, the carpet is probably going to be the one thing that isn't deep, deep cleaned after every single stay that you're, that you're in. Unless, you know, that hotel has that. If, you know, let's just say you're staying at a Waldorf and they, you know, have someone to, that has a carpet cleaner that goes into every room and cleans the carpet every time. If there's carpet in the room at all, you know, yeah, they might be able to afford that because why you're paying $800 a night to stay there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. uh, but you know, if you're staying, you know, at a rubber fin, no, don't, don't expect to, you know, have that done every time. Um, I would say, but for every hotel, your touch points, your door handles, your uh, closet handles, bathroom handles, dresser handles, you know, your nightstands, your TV remotes. Yeah, they get wiped down, disinfected, um, you know, after, after every stay. Um, even down now down to the hangers and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. all that gets a good, you know, wipe down, you know, after every stay. Now I say do, cause I know what housekeepers do, you know, I'm not in every single hotel. Yeah. You know, so would I expect every hotel to do that? Absolutely. Does every hotel do that? I'm not going to put my name on that because I right. don't know. And I would um, say that that should have been done pre-COVID as well. But, you know, I know with COVID in place, a lot of, because honestly, no hotel really wants there to be like an outbreak associated with their hotel. You know, God forbid someone stays there and they end up getting sick. It's not going to just be a one person thing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it benefits them to make sure that they are doing what they are supposed to be doing to make sure that everybody stays, you know, as safe as possible. Absolutely. And which, you know, brings me to another point is that, you know, Hilton just announced that it's going, it's making its housekeeping services that are upon request, the permanent thing. Mm -hmm. 
it has done away with housekeeping services every day of your stay. They will not automatically clean your room every day. Oh. And that is not in a response to people being lazy or anything like that. One is in a response to that if you are there for two nights, you probably, in a fully clean room, you get three to four towels, two to three washcloths, you know, possibly two hand towels. You know, you don't get fresh towels every day at home. Yeah. You should be all right for two days. Exactly. You, you, you get, a, you know, there's hooks on the wall for you to hang up your stuff, mm-hmm. you know, racks so you can, you know, you know, hang up. Your, you know, it's not, you know, that's it. If you need extras, sure, you know, we'll give it to you. Because I mean, I know, like, you know, so, you know, people don't feel comfortable, you know, washing their face with the same one that they wash their ass with. So, right. you know, if you need extra washcloth, sure. But that should be the only thing that you need. If you done dirty, if you done dirtied your room in one day, so bad that it has to be serviced, then I think that might be a personal problem that you're having. You know, now, don't get me wrong. You got six kids with you. That's something different. Yeah, I get it. Like there's, re- there's logic. There are reasonable expectations of right. how something is going to stay maintained. So, and even now I would say like, you know, the hospitality industry is struggling very badly, very, very badly with hiring people in general, just housekeepers, desk agents, sales, cooks, servers. It's just a huge struggle right now because people are still terrified of, you know, going to work and catching COVID, bringing it home to their families. And, you know, and so they're opting to stay home until, you know, they feel comfortable. And so can we blame them? No. But just know that, you know, is travel bouncing back? Yes, it is. Are all the, ma- all the markets bounced back? No, they're not. Yeah. And for example, your beach properties have bounced back or uh, mountain properties have bounced back. Yeah. Like, you know, they're in, you know, you're seeing prices there higher than pre-COVID, like $400 a night, you know, for, you know, you know, a basic room. And yeah, they've probably fully staffed by now. But, you know, you have markets that aren't, that are bouncing back that aren't fully staffed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you've ever worked in housekeeping, you know, it's hard, especially when people come and they trash the room, you know, you know, you could spend a good 15, 20 minutes just clearing the room of trash. Hmm. That and, always bothered me about people. It's very hard to, to do it properly and, you know, correctly, because then you could have, you know, 20 check 20, 25 checkouts on your board because three housekeepers called out. And so of course the guest expectation, okay, well, you know, it's four o'clock, it's check-in time. Why isn't my room ready? And of course you got the poor agent at the desk trying to explain, you know, we're so sorry, you know, cleaning procedures are a little bit longer now with COVID to make sure we hit all the touch points. And, you know, we had this many people call out and, you know, you do have those guests are just like, okay, well, that's not my problem. Yeah. And, and so again, you know, I will say this a hundred times, like, you know, kindness and understanding go a lot, a long, long way mm-hmm. towards getting something that you need. 
you know, it, it doesn't, you know, I need to get nasty. Like now, if you're waiting six hours, you know, you get there at four o'clock and by 10 o'clock, your room's still not ready. Yeah, yeah, you might, you know, lose your, but you know, you know, there are times that I've been at hotels and yeah, it's a two hour wait, unfortunately, during COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not like we're not doing anything, you know, but staring, standing there in front of us and bombarding the, you know, the desk, well, when's our room going to get clean? We don't, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't leave right here and go do it for you. You know what I mean? Like, cause then who's here to check people in or check people out? Like there's it's a system in place. Even, it's not even that it's, you know, we're down here. Right. Know? having this conversation they're upstairs cleaning rooms and you know as soon as you know a room turns red yeah we're checking somebody into it but how far down the list you are i cannot tell you so you're going to be ready at 5 33 p.m i I don't know right and do you think that it is a they're not paying people enough or do you think it's that people aren't ready to come to work because i feel like a lot of the conversation we've been hearing now with the whole worker shortage is that you know people don't want to go to work but why would I go back to work if I'm making more money on unemployment? Why would I go back to work if, you know, unemployment is doing better than what my work, like, why am I breaking my neck to work 75 or 80 hour weeks to bring home something that I'm barely getting by with, where I'm still barely getting by, but now I can also breathe. I'm not breaking my neck trying to, you know what I mean? Like, what are, what is the conversation that they're having in terms of, you know, upper management in terms of being able to, uh, because granted, we all know that the billionaires and the super rich have gotten more, you know, have gotten richer during this whole pandemic. And the average person is just, you know, lost a lot. That being said, it's, I feel like there's always going to be this argument of capitalism and everybody thinks everybody else is the bad guy. But I mean, we all know that there are people making millions of dollars at the tops of these corporations and companies crying about people that are making $12 an hour, not wanting to come in to do backbreaking work for $12 a fucking hour to have people yell at them and scream at them for 12 hour shifts for $12 an hour, or even $20 an hour. It's like, where is the conversation going in terms of these industries that have been affected in the ways that they're trying to take care of the people that have been, you know, really shit on during this time? So fair question. Um, Yes. Unemployment uh, was paying people more than what companies could afford. With that being said, I tell people all the time, think of it like this, you know, if you're looking for a job in the hospitality industry, you know, think, stop and think for a second that there are hotels that went down to skeleton crew. I know hotels that cut everybody except for three people to run a hundred plus room hotel during COVID. I know of hotels that have closed and never re- and will never reopen. Mm-hmm. And they're doing all this because the company isn't bringing in any money. They're hemorrhaging money at this point and they're trying to stay afloat so they don't lose everybody or they don't have to shutter. I know of you know management companies that didn't even own the hotel. They just managed them for another company that lost 13, 14, 15 hotels because the company that owned them went belly up and the bank had to come in and take over. And so... 
you know, it's certain. So you got to think of all the millions and billions of dollars that these companies are losing. You know, the reserves are empty. You know, I mean, think about it like a, like a, like a car. You know, your engine light comes on, and you're like, okay, I got a good thirty more miles. You know, or fifteen I know more my miles. Car. The gas, right? I know my car. But then you're just like in the middle when COVID was happening, they were like, okay, I know my company. You know, this will bounce back and whatever. And I, I would say a good 75, 80% of the companies found themselves stuck on the side of the road because they ran out of gas. And so, yeah, there were management, AGMs taking, you know, 50% pay cuts and, and, you know, things like that. And then, yes, travel started, you know, to slowly come back. But even then, you know, like I said, you have your markets that aren't, you know, destination markets. Mm-hmm you know, that do have, you know, high-end hotels, full-service hotels, you know, still charging $99, $119, when they were originally charging, you know, $275, you know, $299 rates to, you know, break even, you know, with the hotel. You know, you have budgets and everything to make sure that your hotel is making money and it's not being a cost, you know, drainer. And so, yeah, people are coming back now and, you know, people are just like, okay, well, we need more money. And the company is just like, I, I don't have any money to give you. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the best I can offer you. And, like, you know, they're hoping that, you know, you people will come back and, and you know, help because we know that it's not going to last forever. We know eventually, you know, things will come back, you know, and normalize and they will be offered to pay you more you know, later with raises and things like that. But, you know, right now, you know, people are getting demanding and eventually like with the hospitality industry, you're going, the people are realizing that, listen, I can't go with the demanding stuff because they can't, it's not that they don't want to give it to me. They physically can't give it to me. There's no money. You know, like I said, like, you know, hotels, you know, are closing, being foreclosed on. There are companies filing for bankruptcy. Like, you know, for example, there was a home with suites in my area that I had worked at that is now an apartment complex mm-hmm. because they didn't survive COVID. And, and it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking because, you know, you do have people that, you know, need jobs that can't afford them but then you also have to look on the flip side of it, what you, what the government is doing to make ends meet. Yeah, they're throwing you know money at people to stay home, but that's not the problem. You know, if we're offering, if the hotel is offering you the same pay you were making before, there shouldn't be a problem with you surviving. The problem is is that prices have now gone up. Rent prices have gone up. Gas is almost at three dollars a gallon in some places. And, Go ahead, and, North Carolina. And listen, we've been and, over three dollars. Cut it out. <laughs> like I mean, no, it was two eighty nine the other day, and so you know, just stuff itself got more expensive. That's cheaper during COVID, and you know, no one thought about, hey, you know what? let's see if we can, you know, cut some of these prices down so people can afford to live. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the cost of living just skyrocketed. 
I think in that case, well, in this case in particular, a lot of the frustration needs to be channeled appropriately. I think that I personally would at least encourage people like it's not the front desk clerk's fault that somebody called out or that they are short staffed. It's like, of course, I would want to make my job easier by having more people here to help me. So if you're frustrated about there being a wait to check into your room or, you know, things amended, I know a lot of hotels just aren't offering the same amenities. Like, I don't know. I'm curious to see what it's going to look like when we, you know, get there this weekend. But back when we went to uh, Vermont uh, last November, there was renovations happening, which fine, not a big deal. Uh, Perfect timing to do it since you have fewer people on site. But there was also like, we couldn't get glasses. I I was really frustrated because we had wine and I'm like, I got to drink wine out of a plastic cup. You know what I mean? Like I made, hi, can we just have glasses, you know, like wine glasses. And the woman was really kind, you know, it is like, yeah, I was pissed, but it's not her fault that she can't give me glasses. You know what I mean? Like whatever that um, policy is, that's it's her job to follow that policy now if she wanted to just be like i got you sis here you can get some glasses cool great thanks for looking out but i understand that you know it's fair to want to keep their staff safe and not having as many things to i guess clean was part of what they decided that would be but i would encourage people don't take it out on the wrong people it's the uh, capitalism the beast that it is isn't the manager of the hotel's fault you know what i mean but that's more of a humanity issue that's more of a you know these billionaires that are making like the billionaire hoteliers that work I mean well that own these properties it's they're not trickling that wealth down you know what I mean like the um the top person that's who you want to be mad at not the person that is you know walking you to your what do you call it? Your room or, you know, the valet or whatever. But one more question I want to ask you, is there a difference between like boutique properties, chain properties? Um, is that having expectations from there? Is that similar to just not like the star conversation we had where you're just really going to just look at them at a property by property basis, like bed and breakfast versus a hotel versus, um, you know, like, even an Airbnb, like what do hotels, what are hotels trying to offer that Airbnbs can't at this point? So a lot of hotels are expanding their brands. For example, um, there is now a lifestyle section. Um, Both, I think Hilton and Marriott have their own uh, boutique hotel collections. Uh, for example, I think the autograph collection is Marriott, and I believe there's a tapestry and curio collection by Hilton. And when you have those boutique hotels, what they're doing is that they're not going to be your typical Hampton Inn, Fairfield, um, Residence Inn, or Homeless Suites, or whatever. You're not, they're not going to be your typical run-the-mill hotel. Basically, what they've done is they've either, either taken a landmark <clears throat> or a historical uh, hotel and said, listen, we want to make you a Marriott. We want to make you a Hilton, um, but we don't want to change anything with the hotel. Mm. We want you to keep your uniqueness. Like for example, 
there are some, ho- there's a hotel, um, again, back to the foundry. The foundry was originally three factories. Oh. And they built the hotel within the three factories. And then they built a, two sections in between the three sections to connect all the sections together. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's this, they kept the uh, exposed brick throughout the property. Um, I believe I'm not mistaken, it's called Benny's. Um, and it was one of the, I think it's the first, one of the first African-American restaurants on that main street in Asheville. Okay. And where is this, North Carolina? Yep, Asheville. Foundry? Okay. The foundry is in Asheville. In Asheville, yeah. Okay. And I think there was, they kept the black YMCA that was out front. Mm-hmm. And so when you have these hotels, they keep a lot of the old historic, you know, feel with it, which is absolutely, you know, amazing because no one property is going to be the same as the last one. Right. And so, uh, for example, um, the Waldorf Astoria in Amsterdam. Um, the rule is if you're going to have a business in central Amsterdam, you have to keep the face okay. of all houses the same you can renovate behind the house but you have to keep the face of the house so when you're walking through this hotel it's composed of six houses they completely renovate the back and there's a gold line that goes from the floor all the way around to the ceiling and it's a plaque and it tells you you're exiting one house and entering into another house and it gives you a little background house and so, you know, Hilton, Marriott, they've got these, you know, properties that rival, you know, that bed and breakfast feel. Like, for example, I think the water for story in Amsterdam was less than 90 rooms, but they had like, I think, three employees per guest. And so, yeah, you kind of get that at home, you know, feel. That's not how I live at home, but I mean, I like <laughs> visit someone's home like that that does live that way. I am per, I am, my interest is peaked. And so, um, and then you do have brands like AC, you have brands like uh, AC by Marriott, uh, Canopy by Hilton, mm-hmm. um, uh, Hyatt Centric by Hyatt. And what they do, they're called the uh, Luxury Lifestyle Collection um, by these brands. And what they do is that they take the, what's unique about the city that they're in. They take uh, what's unique about Philadelphia, uh, Jersey City, um, okay. New Orleans, uh, uh, Charlotte in general, and they put it in the hotel. And so even though there is a brand standard that they have to follow, each hotel itself will be different that you stay in. One hotel will not be like the last. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I know Canopy by Hilton does an evening tasting at night. And it's a local alcoholic beverage is complimentary from five into six. And it showcases the city or yeah. something local to um, that neighborhood. Um, they have canopy bikes that you can rent out. Mm-hmm. Bike around, you know, town. Um, and so, you know, they have these little touch points to make it about the city that you're in. And so, you know, yeah, is it gonna be the same product you know, as an Airbnb, no. Would I probably ever stay in an Airbnb? 
know because working in the hotel industry, you know, you get people that had booked an Airbnb and they're just like, this is not like the pictures. It was disgustingly dirty. I cannot stay here. We need a place to crash for the night. I've also had that. I've had that happen with hotels as well. Yes, like yes. I've had, um, I know at least the one in Qatar, the service was chef's kiss. I mean, room service, the food was good. Staff was wild, polite, except for the lady at the front desk when I first got there. Mm-hmm. I didn't like her. But everybody else, a fucking dream. Incredible. But the room, I'm seeing place, I'm like, so this whole wall, we just didn't do any of the corners or the ledges <laughs> copy. Okay, so, oh, that part of the bathroom, you just didn't see. Got it. Okay. So, like, I'll notice shit like that or whatever, but in, it's like, so stuff like that didn't match the pictures. Like, when I'm looking at the pictures and I'm seeing, like, you know, I'm reading some of the reviews and the descriptions, I'm like, y'all left that out. I don't know how I ended up with the one room that yeah, you missed. But, yeah, I've, I mean, so in defense of Airbnbs, because, you know, I stand for Airbnbs. I've right, had it, right. so, you know, right. both ways. But I also absolutely have heard horror stories about, you know, Airbnb stays, fights happening outside, you know, and I can't stay here. I'm going to have to contact the host and be like, hey, sis, your block is hot. I'm leaving. You know what right. I mean? Like stuff like that. So I, I, I get it. It, it works. It's all about preference. It it's is. all about preference. What is your what is your jam? What is your flow? You kind of got to go with it for what it is and take each for what it is. So as a person that works in hospitality, what would you want someone coming into a property to know from front staff, back staff, valet, housekeeping, management? What are some like tips that you can just give visitors to your properties to just kind of make their stay go smoothly to help you guys help them out more patience even before covid patience like there is we cannot scream that enough like you know even when when i was with hilton you know we had you know the make it right program you know if there's anything you know want to say let us know and you know we'll make it right. Or, you know, and the thing is, is that you have to let us know. Mm. Telling us that checkout doesn't help you (laughs) because you didn't give the chance to fix it. You know, if you, like, for example, if you're trying to go to bed and, you know, there's a raging party in the room next door to you, you know, don't check out in the morning at nine o'clock in the morning talking about, I want my money back because I couldn't get any sleep when you didn't tell us Mm -hmm. that, It's like, you decided to lay there all night long and listen to this party. You know, if, you know, somebody messes up, you know, we're human. People mess up all the time. And, you know, if that person, it might be their third day. And if we're, we might be training them. Yeah. You know, most of the time we can fix it. I would say, 98% 98% of the problems that you have at a hotel, we can probably fix it. Mm-hmm. it. I've been in very rare situations to where we're just, we just can't help you. And we're, it's, it's very rare, very few in between. But, you know, you coming down stairs hot as a whistle because 
your room didn't get serviced or, um, you know, the power went out, you know, stuff that's, you know, even minor to major, you know, it's not the right way to come down. Just like, hey, by the way, my room didn't get serviced. Is there anyone here that could service it real quick for me? And the answer is no. You're just like, okay, well, can I make sure that gets serviced tomorrow? And we'll be like, sure. And, you know, most of the time we'll be like, okay, well, we're sorry that it didn't get serviced. Is there anything that we can do for you, you know, for that inconvenience? And, you know, but giving us that chance now, if you miss, if you don't request it two days in a row and it's still to get in service, then yeah, that's a bigger issue. Got it. But, you know, a lot of times, a lot of it is just training, it's patience. It's like I said, even down to patience if the fire alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very rare that the fire alarm goes off just because it's feeling funky that night and just decides to go off. Somebody, triggered an alarm to go off and like I even explained to one guest I was just like well sir you know I understand that you're upset that the fire alarm and we're sorry about that and I was just like it detected smoke in the building and it told everyone to get out of the building because there was smoke in the building Mm -hmm. the fire alarm system worked as it was supposed to correct and I said and so we said we really can't be mad at that and I said I said, but sir, I was like, if I, if you want to indulge me for a minute, take it on the flip side. What if it didn't go off? Right. What if it actually failed? And there was a fire and we were just banging on your door to get out of the hotel because the alarm failed. You would probably be equally as mad. Correct. Reason. And so I was just like, so sir, I was just like, you know, is is it unfortunate? Yes, but it's a life safety measure. Mm-hmm. And and for the love of Lord, if the fire alarm goes off, don't call us asking if it's real. Yeah, please don't. Just just get out of hotel. And uh, like I said, power goes out. You know, it's not like we just turn the power off to the hotel. Like we went to bed, so you gotta go to bed. It's not like we did that for some giggles. You know, we got what we gotta do too. We all sit here in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't have any. we all sit here in the dark. We 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 gonna listen, we're gonna light this little candle and like kumbaya all day long. Together. Together. Doing or nothing. You can go outside and entertain yourself elsewhere because it's not like, you know, if the whole city ain't go down, go. Find some place else to go where there's power. It doesn't have to be here. Like this lady screamed at me because of power out. And then she tried to, she called corporate. Corporate tried to call the hotel and then went back to her and said, we can't get in contact with the hotel. Can you put the agent on the phone? So she puts me on the phone and she goes, yeah, there seems to be issues with the phone. I was just like, there's no power. Like, <laughs> How it works. Because work, yeah. there's no power. And, so, and she goes, well, the guest really is unhappy. I, was like, I said, ma'am. If this guest would like to depart the hotel, we will let the guest leave. Mm-hmm. We won't charge her at all. But unfortunately, I cannot assist her with the finding of their accommodations because I don't have power. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I corporate would get that. The fuck. And so, and 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 I said a lot of stuff. Like I said, take it with a grain of salt. There's no bike in the back that we can pedal and you know and, and, and get the power back on. You know, yeah. we want there to be power. Yes we do but now 
Any other situation? You stuck in the elevator? Yeah. Somebody's going to hear me. Yeah. I guess yeah. I can uh, Is it anyone's fault? No. But, you know, that's, that's different. Well, I mean, technically it could be, it could be that they didn't service it when they should have. I mean, shit goes wrong because people don't do their jobs, but then also shit goes wrong because shit goes wrong. Goes Not wrong. everything is, uh, you know, uh, an attack on your, your safety. And, you know, it's like, damn, yeah, I wish that wouldn't have happened to you either. Like, I really wish that we could have not had this happen because I absolutely don't want to hear you, you know, in front of me complaining, or I don't want to have to file a, you know, a report because I had to call an ambulance because you hurt yourself coming down the stairs because the power went out and you couldn't see where you were going or, you know what I mean? It's just like, bro, I don't want to do the paperwork. I, really don't. You know I, mean, I don't want you to get hurt. Yeah, I mean, now if you're being nasty to me and that, you know, and even then, else, bro, get hurt. I don't give a fuck because really wish the best for you. Like, a good person. We had, I was at a hotel that started on the fifth floor and we had two elevators. We had one elevator take you from the ground floor to the fifth floor to the lobby and another set that take you from five to 15, whatever floor you're on. Mm-hmm. Both of those elevators had went down. Like one had an electrical issue and the other decided to go into earthquake mode. At the same, it was the weirdest thing at the same time. So both elevators were down. We called the technicians out. They were on the way. But in the meantime, we had people that needed to, you know, yeah. get out of the building. And so it was all hands- luggage. We're, we're carrying luggage up the stairs for the guests. And then this lady was on the fifth, the top floor, just and let me have it all the way up the stairs. And I and I set her bags in front of her door. I said, ma'am. No disrespect. I said, but if you think that for one second, that if any of us knew that both elevators were going to fail today, we would have came. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'd have stayed home for this. Uh, I guarantee you, we. I said, man, you know, I am so sorry. I didn't want to carry all your shit up 15 flights and hear you complain. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't want this to happen. I don't want this for you. I want you to have a good trip so that you can leave here happy and I don't got no smoke. I don't want to have to, you know, put out fires all day. Everyone, the, the, the goal for every hotel is for you to have a good stay. And, you know, we want you to be empathetic when we're trying to, if there's a service problem for you to, you know, see that we're trying to help you yeah you know a fix a problem make sure that you're happy with the fix make sure we compensate you you make sure you're happy with the compensation but you know we're still going to smile at you those of y'all that are doing your job well we ain't gonna sit here in front like everybody does their job well either some some of y'all just don't really should not be in customer service like i get not always being in a good mood i don't ever need you to be in a good mood i don't ever need you to love what you do but i also need you not to disrespect me i also need you not to be nasty you know what i mean like there is a fine line i ain't gonna sit here and say that some people just don't do their jobs well they don't but um, I think it would be fair to then say, well, is there someone else that can help me? Yeah. And, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. Find right. somebody else. And now there's also a certain level of person. Like once you reach that top person, you know, 
you know, people screaming about, oh, I want somebody else. It's like, there is nobody else. There's, there's me. Yeah. And so and I, I, I had to jump in between a few guests. This is like, okay, what we're not going to do is disrespect my agent like that. Yeah. You know, I understand what you wanted, but unfortunately it didn't happen. And this is how we're working to compensate with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we even had to email a few guests. It's like, listen, you know, unfortunately we cannot have you back as a guest. Mm-hmm. And just because either the situation was so dire, like I had a lady that wanted her thermostat at 85 degrees every day. And she said one property was able to override the safety mechanism in the unit to where, to make her comfortable. Okay. We were going to do that. Our match was 80 degrees for our rooms, for the thermostat in the rooms. Anything okay. about it would break the unit. And every time she would stay, she would leave a negative view. It would be a whole issue. And eventually like we had to email her back and just like, listen, ma'am, you know, we are so sorry, but unfortunately we cannot offer a stay to make you happy. So unfortunately, we cannot we can no longer have you back as a guest. We have, we've had people get bent out of shape, cussed at our agent. You know, I had people call me the N-word. Mm. And I would, and at that point, you're just like, okay, well, unfortunately, we can no longer have you. You know, we're sorry. We know we appreciate your loyalty, you know, with the brand, whatever, but unfortunately you know, we can no longer have you as a guest. And, you know, and you have those rough conversations, you know, with those guests. But there are people that, you know, yeah, you have agents that, and I'll, I'm the type of manager that I will follow my own sword. Yeah, no, my agent could have definitely handled that better. Right, right. If that occurred, you know, again, what can I do to make you happy? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're still coming at me at 100, then, you know, I'm still going to stand there and going to listen to you. And, you know, would I like you to calm down? Absolutely. Do yeah. I understand your frustration? Absolutely. But it's a certain level of respect. I never understood why people felt like, I mean, no, I get it. Because there's that whole theory that the squeaky wheel gets the oil, but why not just be the quiet wheel first? Why not try that? Yeah. I find that I generally get my way because I'm mad nice. Yeah, like if you... I'm also reasonable. Ask nicely, smile. Start with a fucking hello. How about that? Hey, morning. Because we know, I mean, and we know, we know the scammers when we see them. Mm. But for example, uh, there'll be somebody that, you know, for example, we might be sold out. And a guest wants to extend their room. And we're like, well, unfortunately, sir, we're, we don't have any more rooms left. We're sold out for the evening. Unfortunately, we can't extend your reservation. And then now all of a sudden there's a million issues with the room. My back hurts. It was too noisy. I didn't get housekeeping. And it's just a million different things. And you're sitting there on the phone, you're like, mm-hmm. Mm. Really? You don't say. You don't say. And so, but then again, being in our positions, you know, you listen and you empathize and just like, you know, unfortunately, I still don't have a room for you. Right. I'm sorry. Like I, I don't. There's no more. Yeah, you now being pissed about how your room went isn't now going to let you stay in it longer. Like where's the? I literally told of logic there, sir. If you were Jesus, you sleep in the barn. There's no more. <laughs> <laughs> I have, 
I have no more, I have no more rooms to give you. I, everyone's checked in and we have what we call we're fully committed heads and beds. And I said, I am so sorry. I said, but what I always tell my staff to do is one very special thing. Get them in a room somewhere else. Don't let them walk out the door trying to find other accommodations elsewhere. Because to me, that's like kicking somebody else out in the rain saying good luck, see you later. Yeah, that's so, actually really nice. Yeah, call around to other properties because at this point, we're not going to take in any more reservations so we ain't got to worry about that. Mm -hmm. What you can do is at least get them, get a property on the phone and be like, hey, do you have any rooms? You're showing rooms online. You know, is this true or not? And they'll say, yeah, we've got one. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to hand you to the guest. Okay. And then so they can confirm with you before they walk out of my door that they have a place to go now. Yeah. Confirm reservation somewhere. Okay. So questions, so we could uh, wrap this up. What would you suggest that, like, how do you suggest people go about securing what they want when it comes to like hotels? Like what is the best way to go? Like, I know people say go to the actual website for the property, but it's like, well, if I'm saving $20 by going through Expedia, fuck your website, bro. I'm booking through Expedia. Now I get that you may not be able to find my reservation, but I called you and I confirmed that it was there prior to getting there. You see that I have whatever, whatever. Like, how do you move differently now that you've been in hospitality? What do you do differently now versus before you worked in the hospitality, hospitality, the hospitality industry? Like, what are some of the things that you do differently that you could suggest that, you know, travelers consider so that they can get the most out of their stays? So I would say, for example, you being a traveler yourself, mm -hmm. you might not always go somewhere where there is, you can be loyal to one company. There not, might not always be a Marriott. There might not always be a whole end. So, you know, booking on, you know, Expedia Hotwire definitely works. Right. Works for you. Right. For me, I learned it's, for me, I try to travel to places to where there is that brand because then I can gain status. I earn that loyalty with that company. Um, my preferences are normally honored. Um, but, you know, if I do venture out, if I do go to a remote place, you know, in Asia and South Africa or somewhere like that, then yeah, stick to your third parties because they're going to be able to list everything that's there. Um, but book what you want. If you are going to, you know, propose to your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, if you're going to, um, if you're going for your five-year anniversary somewhere, um, if you know that you're going to need more space because you're, you're working, book what you want. Yeah. Don't book a standard room, request for an upgrade, and then if we don't have it available, be mad that we don't have it available. Like, I mean, I've had people book a king room and show up with six kids talking about, well, I put a request in there for a double queen. She's like, okay, but you booked a king. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I don't do know what- for upgrades? Like if somebody upgrades, do you pay for an upgrade? So if you're requesting an upgrade, if you don't want to pay for it, just know it's by choice. You might not get it. Think of it like an airplane, an airline. You know, you might 
do a 500 mile upgrade or whatever. And, you know, you get to the airport and you look at the board and there's, you know, 14 people ahead of you for an upgrade standby list, you might not get it. You know, I mean, I've had to explain to a couple of our top tier members, you know, yes, I understand that you're highest ranking tier and I'm very sorry, I don't have an upgrade for you. And I had to break it down for them. Listen, I only had three upgrades today and I got 12 of you guys checking in. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, I can't give an upgrade to everybody. So my thing is, if you wanted the suite, you should have booked the suite. Booked the suite. Why pay for a standard and expect a suite? You know, but is that possible? It is. It, it is. It is. It is absolutely possible that you can get upgraded for free. Yes. All if I you, do is ask. If you if you have that loyalty with that company, ah, see, that's the catch. That's what I was going. Because then it I was going to say, is it really worth it to be loyal? Because I mean, the way I see it is like to your point, there really aren't Marriotts anywhere. Or if there is, um, if I liked Ramadas, you know, what's to say that Ramada is going to be the best option in this area? Exactly. Fucking Hilton might be the best option in the place that I'm going or whatever. Or, you know, there I'm not staying city center. I'm staying in the outskirts because there's shit that's outside of the main city that I want to do or whatever. And your, your hotel's not there. So for me, it's, I don't see, I don't travel for business. Right. The way it's like, okay, every major city that I go to is going to have, you know, this chain. So in those instances, I can see it absolutely making sense that you would stay with the same place. Same thing for me when I travel, like when I fly, price matters. So just being committed to Delta, United, JetBlue or whatever doesn't really work for me because y'all charging $75 more. Than, than shorty over here or they have a better flight pattern like I can get a better layover going places so for me it doesn't benefit to you know have those types of loyalties outside of reaping the the point system and those upgrade options like you mentioned but for people that are committed to like you were saying they hold like your preferences like what is that like you want a corner room or you always want a view like what is so you can list your, the, when you're, when you enroll in bon, uh, Marriott's Bonvoy program or uh, Hilton's, on, Hilton's Hilton Honors program, you can set your preferences, you know, king bed, away from the elevator, away from ice machine, high floor, uh, non-connecting room, I need an ADA room. You know, you can set your preferences to where the hotel can be like, okay, he wants a high floor away from the elevator, ice machine, this room should be okay to ensure that he has a good stay. Okay. Okay. He wants away from the elevator from an ice machine. He's looking for a quiet room. Let me not put him in a connecting room. You know, um, unfortunately, when we do get third-party reservations, sometimes we don't get all those preferences. Got it. We, unfortunately, you might find yourself on the second floor in front of the elevator and the gym and everything else because we didn't, we don't know what you like. Yeah. We, and we can't track how many times you've been to our property. We don't know, you know, how many times you've stayed at a Hilton or Marriott or a Ramada, Aichi, wherever, or Hot Inn. We don't know. We just don't know. Right. Like, when you have that loyalty program, we can break down, okay, you've been at Seven Hampton Inns. You've been with our property um, four times, but you've stayed at 300 different Hiltons. You might not. So clearly Hamden is not your preference of hotel. Mm -hmm. 
but you know, you're loyal to Hilton. So we see, we can see all that here. Um, but like I said, you know, in some instances, you know, yeah, third party it out. You know, if there's no, if your chain isn't there mm-hmm. and you have to use the third party, use a third party, read the terms and conditions greatly. Unfortunately, I've had that conversation with guests that are just like, oh, I need to cancel. I'm just like, okay, but I can't cancel your reservation. Yeah, we didn't make it. We didn't. And I was just like, we didn't, we don't have any control over that. And unfortunately you're past the cancellation deadline. So it's going to be a charge. And so, you know, it's, it's like a rock and a hard place. Like, yeah, if you're traveling abroad and you're not traveling to a major city destination to where there isn't a hill and you might have the book with Maria at one point, mm-hmm. I would say have at least the base tier with them. Um, at least that'll get you something, but you might have to Airbnb it out. You know, let's just take Thailand, for example, you know, there's not a ton of hotels in Thailand, branded hotels mm-hmm. in Thailand. Like, you know, if you go to Bangkok, I think there's maybe like seven, eight Hilton branded, maybe eight to 10 Marriott branded, you know, hotels in Thailand, but they're all in the study. Okay. You would venture out. Yeah, you might not find what yeah. you look for. And you might have to Airbnb it or or expedite it out to find that, you know, bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, boutique hotel, boutique one-off hotel. chain, or mm-hmm. even consider that it may be um, a chain property, but in a different country or region that you're not familiar with. Like it can be that this is their Marriott of the region or, you know, like different locales call for, you know, different um, expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also that's re- also fair to remember if you are staying in a developing nation, don't expect that your three star is always going to be the same as a three star here. You know what I mean? It's just like, or a four star, vice versa, whatever. Um, you're going to have basics like, you know, um, toilet paper in the bathroom, or you'll have, you know, uh, basics like, you know, of course you're going to have shower and shit like that. But then when you go outside and you explore the area, it's fair to also not see the same thing so keep your expectations you're getting into you know what i mean gauge it and don't say that oh well my hotel had toilet paper why don't the bathrooms here have toilet paper well because that's just not the norm here it's that and that i will say has been one of the cheat codes that i've learned to always have tissue with me i've all like i always keep napkins from concession stands and all of that shit because the last thing you want to do is to be stuck someplace where there is no fucking bathroom Right. I mean, there's no tissue because not, it's just not culturally normal for everybody. And can you earn status with Expedia, hotels.com? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's points. It's a point system that they've got too. And so, yeah, if it works for you, great. Um, Sometimes people get the travel credit cards and it might work, you know, for them. I bought my brand's credit card because it works for me. But so what works for me might not work for you and and that's okay and but you also like i said you can't walk in and like if i'm checking in the guest if he gets a complimentary upgrade you know don't get bent out of shape if you don't get a complimentary upgrade because again we have 
all his preferences. We, we don't know that are your preferences. We, we don't know yeah. how many times you've been here. We don't know anything about you? We don't know you. You just here to check in and stay with us. And we're gonna get we're gonna do our best to give you a great stay. And like even back down to the airlines, like they can track your status mm-hmm. and you get miles and stuff. Like I'm an American person because I'm in Charlotte. It's okay. an American but and everything I and I've done this several times. Every other airline flying out of Charlotte is more expensive, which is why I always stay with American. Okay. And I get more direct flights out of Charlotte than I do with uh, with any other airline. Like for example, Southwest, I most likely have to connect in Baltimore. Delta, I most likely have to connect in Atlanta. Gotcha. You know, uh, JetBlue, I probably connect in Boston. Like it's very. Uh, I get more direct flights. It's normally cheaper than booking with anybody else because it's a hub. And so, um, but then do I still check other airlines? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Right. And that one off chance that it happens to be cheaper. Now, even if it is cheaper, if it's $20 cheaper, yeah, I still wipe up with American because that's where my status is. That's where my miles are that I'm saving up. I ain't got money to go to the Maldives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I ain't got it. I will never have it. <laughs> and that's all right. But I know eventually I will have enough miles to where I ain't got There you go. Go there. And I already got my points. I got my hotel picked out. I got enough points for a week stay in a nice little villa on the water. I just can't get there. <laughs> I just, and so for me, sticking with one airline is more, that's the only real benefit that I've got with sticking with one airline. You know, the service is good and things like that. I know people in Charlotte that are just like, Americans trash. And I'm a Delta person all the way. It's all about preference. My sister lives and dies by Southwest. I don't know how, but I'm not a Southwest person. I've, I unfortunately had uh, two bad experiences with Southwest. And, you know, are they a bad airline? Probably not, but because I had those two not yeah. so really good experiences, uh, they're not. I'm not running to those gates. Yeah, to, that ain't yeah. your jam. To, to to book with Southwest, and so you know, and we tell people all the time. People will hand us a Marriott credit card or a Hilton credit card, and they're just like, "Oh, it's, I'm just like, listen, if you have found somewhere a brand that you like, mm-hmm. we're not gonna hate you for it." We're glad that you found somewhere that you like. Do we wish that you were with us? Sure. But as long as you're happy where you're at, we're not going to be mad that you're happy. That's just, that's, that's asinine. That's, that's crazy. And so, but we're not going to be out here shaming one brand over the other because, oh, well, they don't do this, but we do this. And it, it, it's, it's just, it's crazy. So where can people find you? If someone has a hotel question and you know, I'm an Airbnb girl and they wanted to just slide something your way and they just wanted your opinion on something. Where can people find you? I mean, I'm on, I'm online. I'm on Facebook and stuff. So, or they can ask you and you can ask me, you know, we're, we can do that. We were always here. So, but as always, like I said, you know, really when you're in hotels, just sit and think, you know, don't go to a downtown property and then be mad you have to pay for parking. You know you're going to have to pay for parking. Mm-hmm. You know the agent, yes, is, is it $20 a, a night to park? 
then just know that it's not like the agent just made it up in their head. Like, oh yeah, no, you know, for you, just for you, twenty dollars. Everybody else gets ten dollars, but for you, twenty bucks. Yeah, it's on the hotel website. Go to the hotel website. It's, if on Expedia website, Expedia hotel website, everyone's got the price on there. Yeah, you know, there is no free breakfast at you know your your full service hotels. Mm. You know, it's just there. It's just not there. It will never be there. So if I see free breakfast, I'm not staying at a top tier property. You could be, and it might be a package. Okay. But you might be paying a premium for free breakfast. I'd rather just pay for breakfast. Me too. But you know, that's, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like, and so, and, but like I said, like, you know, again, a Fairfield and Denver, downtown Denver. Yeah. You're going to pay for parking. Yeah. Going to pay for parking in downtown. So if you guys have any other questions, slide through travelandshippodcast.com. Shoot me an email. You can DM me everything, any point of contact that you want to find me on travelshippodcast.com. It's all there at the top of the page. Click on whatever mode you want to use. And I will absolutely forward your question on and I will get that answered. And um, I love you. Thank you for chatting with me. You're welcome. Love you too, girl. All right, y'all. I'll see you guys next week. And I appreciate you for coming on by. Bye, y'all.